Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Taxes, stimulus checks, and whatever the hell NFTs are. Today, there are more monetization options, ways for podcasters to get paid, than ever before. Which are right for your podcasting empire? Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. My mind is on my money, and my money is on my mind, as a wise philosopher once said. Of course, by my money, I mean monetization in podcasting, and like all of us. Yep, I'm thinking about that because of taxes, because stimulus checks, but also because of, you know, I I read, started hearing a a few days ago about this thing called, these things called NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Look, most of cryptocurrency is way out of my league, and I I barely understand these, these NFTs, so I'm not about to try and tell you what they're all about. Suffice to say that NFTs are a new method by which creators of digital content are getting paid. They're used by digital artists, mostly visual and audio. People are making content and then selling them, if you will, using an NFT, which is part crypto. And again, that's enough of that. Well, it's got a bunch of cool features with it, again, most of which I do not understand. But what I am terribly excited about is NFTs give the creators an option to get paid when that digital asset changes hands, which means you get some resale take. If, if I sell you something with an NFT and you turn around and sell that to someone else, I get a portion of that sale. Huh. That's interesting. And how we're going to adapt that into podcasting is also quite interesting. I was asking some questions yesterday on Twitter about this. As I was asking them, I think I'd asked the question, who's doing NFTs and podcasting? Brian McCullough from Tech Meme Ride Home was publishing an episode, which he released with an NFT option to buy it that way. So, okay, that's one possible way to get there, actually selling an episode. But monetization is not, and never has been, at least for podcasters, a one-size-fits-all thing. Like I have said many times on this program over the 400-ish episodes I've put out thus far, advertising is where it would flock to immediately, but you don't make really deep, meaningful money advertising, running advertisements on your podcast. I don't care what the others will say. You won't make real money doing that until you're at the tens or tens of thousands, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of listeners. You're just not going to make, you know, you're not going to be able to quit your job until you get to that particular level. Now, however, however, having said that, 
Having said that, I got to recognize the fact that, again, not a one-size-fits-all thing. That's a blanket statement, and a lot of people buck that trend. If you, Especially if you're selling your own inventory, if you're not relying on an agency or a rep to go do it for you, you can make at least some money selling ads because you know your audience better than anybody else. So there, there is an option. I don't want to say don't do it. It just, it just takes some work. But it's not enough on its own, most likely. That's why we have things like listener support models, right? We have Patreon. We have Buy Me a Coffee, the service that I use, buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra, right? Listeners will just kick in because they want to kick in. Or sometimes you do give them other additional bonus content. You don't have to, but listener support totally works. There are premium feeds, premium feeds from Glow or Supercast or lots of other providers. If you want to have an ad supported podcast that goes out, but also an ad free podcast, there's an option. Newsletters are huge. Once again, I'm a big fan of using Substack. You can do those also in a premium model. Substack has the ability to tick a box and I could suddenly start charging people to access my content, which I haven't done. But newsletters are ways to bring in additional funding. Even if you want to just run ads in your newsletter, you can charge for that. There's affiliate sales, right? Because we're, we are podcasters. We're talking about particular products and topics. Mine happens to be podcasting. I could. I don't. I could work with an affiliate partner. You could do the exact same thing. Speaking fees, if you go to conferences, because it's almost time for that once again, hooray, we'll be able to go to conferences. Maybe you can get someone to say, sure, I will fly you out and pay you a stipend to come speak on stage about whatever it is that your podcast topic covers. Consulting fees, sure. Why not? People want to know what you need to do. Package services, other podcasters who want to know that the way you do something is great and you figured out a nice process, you can turn it around. You can sell merchandise. You know, if you, if you make, if you think about those, I think I just rattle off like nine things there. If you are able to make a couple hundred bucks on average at each one of those, which I know is not easy, but you know, it's aspirational. But if you can make a couple hundred bucks on each of those on average every month, hey, that's starting to get to the real and meaningful revenue reality thing. That's, that is basic level income stuff we're talking about might even become viable if you can grow it beyond that. Now, the trick here is is making money without alienating listeners or turning off would-be listeners. That, That keeps a lot of podcasters, me included, from thinking about monetizing our content because we really don't want to run that risk. But here's the realization. No one's going to get mad None of your listeners will get mad at you if you start selling T-shirts. I suppose you could oversell the T-shirts on your show, but no one's going to begrudge you the ability to make a cash, a little bit of cash selling a T-shirt. I don't think you're going to lose any listeners whatsoever if you start packaging up some of the services that you do and offering them to other people to utilize. And I'm relatively certain that that if you did a four-fee webinar on a topic of interest to your particular content... No potential listeners are going to be upset by that because they're not going to know. I think we can make some real money in podcasting if, in fact, we're able, and without selling our soul, by the way, if, in fact, we think about it on a multifaceted, multi-pronged, multiple revenue streams, whatever you want to call it, those can and oftentimes do work in podcasting. We just have to be creative. 
And creativity is perhaps our, our most valuable skill as podcasters. So let's be creative about the way we bring in cash into our show to help fund the things that we do. I want to keep this conversation going tomorrow. Friday, I don't put out a regular show, but I want to make it a true conversation. I want to hear back from you tomorrow. So at 11 o'clock Phoenix time, that's 10 in the morning if you're in Los Angeles, and that's 1 p.m. if you're in New York City on Friday, March the 5th, I'll be going on Clubhouse once again. Yes, I know Clubhouse has issues. I've been experimenting with Twitter Spaces. I want to try that next time, but I can't schedule things yet. So again, tomorrow on Clubhouse, we're going to talk about and open the microphones and let you talk back to me with your phone. No microphones. You just pick up your phone and dial in. You're not dialing in. You're just clicking the link and joining the conversation. Let's talk about the ways that you and other podcasters make money. Let's just share. Let's dump some things on the table. So if you just want to sit and listen, they can do that. But hopefully you'll come along and share your experiences with us as well. There'll be a link to the Clubhouse room in the episode details. And yes, again, I know Clubhouse doesn't work for everyone. I get it. I get it. I get it. But we're, we're going to try out for this one to ha- at least have a conversation because I like to try I like to try new things. Okay. Also, last thing, buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra if you want to support the program. And that's it. Mm, see you on Clubhouse tomorrow. Back again on Monday with a yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.CRD.CO has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, 
Take care and spread the word.